Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Kära lyssnare, det här avsnittet skulle ha börjat med ett försnack med Mia och Lina. Men på grund av sjukdom så har de inte haft möjlighet att spela in det. Så jag tänker att jag sköter det. Jag tänker nu spela upp en liten pjäs för er ja, där ni helt enkelt kommer att få höra vad Mia och Lina skulle ha sagt. Då kör vi. Lina inledde entusiastiskt. Idag tänkte vi bjussa på en intervju med ingen mindre än Graham Jones. Han är alltså klinisk fysiolog och vd på Nordic Clinic i Stockholm där de jobbar med funktionsmedicin. Graham är dessutom gästskribent på foodpharmacy.se. Ja, vi har ju fått så vansinnigt många frågor från människor om oxalater. Sebbe, en faktar ruta för de som inte hängt med här. Oxalater är salter av oxalsyra. Oxalsyra finns i växtriket och därmed i flera olika vegetabiliska livsmedel. Bland de som innehåller mest finns rabarber, spenat och kakao. På livsmedelsverket.se kan man läsa att stora mängder oxalsyra kan vara negativt för kroppen genom att den kan påverka och minska upptaget av viktiga mineraler som kalcium och järn samt i värsta fall ge njurskador vid riktigt stora intag. De skriver också att för friska personer som äter varierat har det ingen betydelse för hälsan om man då och då äter livsmedel med höga halter av oxalsyra. Då sa Mia, ja det har kommit in en massa frågor om oxalater. Frågor som, jag äter stora mängder grönsaker och trodde att jag var nyttig men nu börjar jag bli orolig för att det är farligt. Eller? Jag har hört att det kanske inte är så nyttigt att dricka en grön smoothie varje dag då det medför stora mängder oxalater. Lina tog över. Vi ställde helt enkelt alla frågor till Graham. Kontentan är att för en liten specifik grupp människor kan det vara bra att under en period utesluta livsmedel med oxalater. Men för den stora massan är dock oxalater inget större problem. Då sa Mia kort. Så bra! Lina fortsatte. Och för er som har frågat om att dricka den där gröna smoothien varje dag så är inte det samma sak som att säga att man ska få i sig stora mängder av till exempel spenat varje dag. Glöm inte det viktigaste, att vi inte ska överäta något utan istället äta varierat, det vill säga lite av många olika livsmedel. Byt ut och variera dina ingredienser och för att återgå till grön smoothie så behöver ju inte en grön smoothie ens innehålla spenat. Mia svarade lika glatt som vanligt. Precis! Vi ska ju få i oss 30 olika livsmedel per vecka. Det kanske inte låter så mycket men idag kommer över 60% av den energi vi äter från endast fyra grödor. Majs, ris, vete och potatis. Nej, ska vi inte ta och lyssna på den här intervjun nu? Då kom Sebastian in i rummet och sa Jo, det ska vi absolut göra. Jag har bara en liten sak att säga först. Ja, det blir lite reklam helt enkelt. 
Lina och Mia startade Food Pharmacy 2014 för att sprida kunskap om den starka kopplingen mellan kost och hälsa. De har själva inga experter på området men har genom åren lärt sig massor av alla experter de mött. Om det är något de har fått inpräntat i skallen om och om igen genom åren så är det vikten av en välfungerande maghälsa och en rik tarmflora. Detta är anledningen till att Food Pharmacy nu har lanserat kosttillskotten Gut Flora bestående av mjölksyrebakterier och Gut Flora Fibers som är en fiberblandning för magen. Gå nu för 17 in på nutrienthunter.se och bekanta dig med dessa nykomlingar. Lina och Mia hälsar att kosttillskott inte ska användas som en ersättning till en hälsosam livsstil. Ät det som ett komplement till en varierad hälsosam kost. De har också bett mig meddela er trogna poddlyssnare att de bjuder på en rabatt. Och den lyder podd 10, alltså PODD10, vilket helt enkelt ger er 10% rabatt på Gutflora och Gutflora Fibers om ni går in på nutrienthunter.se. Härligt! Nu är det äntligen dags för intervju med Graham Jones här i Food Pharmacy-podden. Of course, yeah, it's a big hot topic at the moment with yeah, oxalates or oxalic acid, as it's also called, like very high, uh, found in high levels in plants. And they use it as a defense mechanism uh, because calcium must be restricted in uh, in some way because higher concentrations can interfere with a variety of crucial cell processes. So oxalic acid in that way helps with the calcium regulation um but certainly for for humans um you know absolutely oxalates do not you know i don't think it, it it poses that you know that big of a risk but it can under certain circumstances so of course um we as humans we eat plant foods and then we absorb oxalates from our diet via the digestive tract uh, and we also produce oxalates in the body and, and many people forget about that side of things um, you know they're just focusing on the dietary aspect but overall i don't feel oxalates are not bad per se uh, for the vast majority of people uh, but they can um, act negatively in yeah in certain individuals under certain conditions and i think that's where be, where a low oxalate diet might be helpful at least in the short term mm. so why are some practitioners recommending a low oxalate diet and do you think all people should be doing a low oxalate diet uh yeah great great question why are practitioners recommended it um as yeah well we understand that oxalates in plants interfere with uh, crucial cell processes and the theory is uh, this happens exactly the same in human cells but i don't think that's the case and i think the evidence shows that's that's definitely not the case um if you look at 
uh, epidemiology. If oxalates were a human toxin, we'd expect to see mortality increase in, in populations that consume them in higher amounts. And of course, guess who consumes a lot of oxalates in general? It's centenarians. <laughs> so um, you know, these are groups of people which live to, on average, 100 years old and further. And they eat a lot of things like uh, blight nuts and um, other foods which contain these high levels of oxalates, but you know, nut intake seems to actually decrease mortality. And if we thought oxalates were a major problem uh, or they were a toxin, uh, then of course we'd expect to see the opposite effect. Uh, mm. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's my take that people overall shouldn't be doing a low oxalate diet at least in the longer term um, and i'm sure we'll, we'll get into this in a bit more detail as we, we go through but, but there are some situations where it may be helpful in the short term but you've got to look at the root cause as to why oxalates may be causing a problem okay so let's have a look at uh, the people who actually could benefit from a low oxalate diet who would you say could benefit from that People who have a, a genetic condition, uh, it's called primary hyperoxaluria, and it's a defect in uh, glyoxalate metabolism that increases oxalate production in the body. So as a result mm. of that, these people will have an elevated amount of oxalate in their urine, and they're more likely to form kidney stones and can have problems elsewhere when when calcium oxalate stones form. So that's mm. a, a definite first group of people that, that would benefit from a low oxalate diet in helping to, to manage that situation. And do we know how big this group is? I mean, is it a common genetic problem no it's it's not very common it's it's very low and it's quite rare in the population um can't remember the exact figure off the top of my head but um overall i i mean i don't think i've ever come across that in clinical practice over the last 15 15 or so years that i've been working in you know, various hospital and medical and health clinic departments um so it, it's more where we see you know this not this primary cause of elevated oxalate production but this kind of secondary cause where you're getting excess absorption from the digestive system and um mm. There we, we think that this secondary um, or excess absorption via the gut is um, because of things like hyperintestinal permeability or leaky gut as it's called, which I really don't like that word because mm. the gut is supposed to be leaky. It's just not mm. meant to be hyper leaky. So uh, hyperintestinal permeability inflammation, um, a high fat diet and low calcium intake actually can can drive up excess absorption from from the gut. So 
that's where in my clinical work, I guess I'm prime primarily focusing is looking at possible root causes there. Um, you know, why would there be inflammation? Blood sugar handling and diabetes also seems to be a big problematic area that increases oxalate absorption. And um, like I said, high, high fat diet and low calcium intake. Mm. Do we know why people with diabetes have this problem? Well, it it, it seems to be that uh, usually, first of all, people who have diabetes or are pre-diabetic, they um, they of course tend to be or tend to have higher weight. They're they're more likely to be obese or uh, be heading that way, and mm. um, when Yeah, patients or people are obese. They uh, they uh, they actually have more uh, more inflammation in, in general, and um, that seems to contribute to um, actually this this risk of lipopolysaccharide or increased lipopolysaccharides in the gut. Um, mm. And these are the these kind of Um, inflammatory uh, substances that come from the, the walls of certain bacteria. So the, the diabetes seems to drive up um, inflammation in general and uh, excess lipopolysaccharides, and that then affects um, a, this transporter. Um, so it's probably a combination of factors there and it's it's difficult to say it's this one thing but it seems like diabetes drives an inflammatory state and it's the inflammation that causes uh, and the combination with lipopolysaccharides that causes the oxalate problem so it, it's not the oxalate problem that causes the inflammation so it's important to get that the right way around so just repeat it that it really seems that it's the inflammation that causes the oxalate problem and um, it's not that the oxalates are causing the inflammation so a common question from our followers is that should i stop having my green spinach smoothie could that be a problem Um, yes, another great question. Um, I, I, well, I think the answer to that is, is no, not necessarily. Um, first thing is that if you want to improve oxalate, if you like removal, then actually we need some oxalate in the diet because it helps to promote growth of a bacteria that helps that process and that's called oxalobacter um, mm. so if you have a very low oxalate diet then this oxalobacter uh, former genus will be reduced in the gut it possibly can be eliminated and that oxalobacter that sits on these areas of the digestive tract and it actually helps to regulate this transporter or pump that pumps out the oxalate so if you're reducing oxalate consumption you may actually 
well, one, set yourself up for bigger oxalate problems in the future. Mm. And also, um, again, uh, it's not addressing the root cause. So you've got to look at that root is your root cause are you pre-diabetic or not handling blood sugar very well is there a major dysbiosis so imbalance in the bacteria or or inflammatory states in your digestive system and those things will have to be dealt with um, in the longer term than cutting out oxalate so i never would necessarily recommend someone to have for example, the same food every day. So should you have a green loaded spinach smoothie every day, 365 days a year? I mean, I I don't generally recommend uh, recommend things like that because I I believe that seasonal eating and changing the foods that we intake, that helps to promote diversity in the digestive system of the bacteria and nutrient status. Um, and I think we we need periods of uh, fasting and certain nutrient situations to promote longevity. So mm. I think, of I course... I mean, variety yeah. is one of the keys to... Uh, variety in food is one of the keys to, uh, to a healthy uh, way of eating, so... Right, it's a spice of life, exactly. Mm. Um, so I think um, it shouldn't stop having the spinach smoothies, uh, for example, or green smoothies. But again, uh, that kind of thinking in general is not something that I'm aligned with. I think that, yeah, absolutely uh, have a green smoothie. You just don't necessarily need to have it every day. And probably the more of an inflammatory situation the digestive system is um you know the oxalobacter situation in the gut then of course that that may be a problem for some but again i'm going to keep coming back to this that we've got to get to the root cause of the potential problem and um yeah so you've got to got to get to these uh, and look at these possible root causes as to why why might there be inflammation in the digestive tract or excess lipopolysaccharide production is that being driven by a very high fat diet is that that you're eating consistently for 12 hours a day and um, so having a too long uh, feeding window you know, how is the sleep status? How's the exercise status? Because you know, the, the the gut environment is completely um, modulated by what you're doing every day and things like stress as well. So it's no, no point, in my opinion, just focusing on one thing like, okay, let's remove oxalates. Got to think wider got to look at root causes and got to address those factors rather than taking away oxalates which then maybe puts you in a worse situation um and i often see that at the clinic where people have gone a long elimination diets and got to the point where they can't reintroduce anything at all they've you know really changed their their, their bacterial communities and processing of different foods 
and they actually get end up in a worse situation than um, than where they started. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So uh, talking about the root cause, I've heard you said that um, a low oxalate diet is comparable to how you should use FODMAP. FODMAP står for fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides and polyols och är en sammanställning av en grupp kolhydrater som inte absorberas så lätt av vår tarm och därför kan orsaka jäsning och gaser när de når tjocktarmen. Listan över FODMAPs kan användas av personer som är drabbade av IBS-problematik på så sätt att man tar bort dessa kolhydrater för att sedan lägga till en och en och därmed på ett systematiskt sätt kunna utröna vilka som ställer till problem. Ja, igen, jag tänker på dem i samma kategori. These are tools that you can use in the short term to potentially lift some symptoms or reduce the effect of symptoms so same deal with IBS and uh, low FODMAP diet that we might use that clinically for a very short period of time to help a person that has IBS symptoms just to give them some relief but long term a low FODMAP diet can negatively affect the large intestinal bacteria And of course, we want to understand is why can't the gut tolerate FODMAPs? What's going on there? Why is there fermentation of those carbohydrates? Mm. And address that um, at the root, again, rather than just putting patients on a consistent low FODMAP diet, which can have negative consequences in the longer term from a nutritional and a gut bacterial perspective and i'm viewing the same with low oxalate diet it may help and and undoubtedly some patients do feel a lot better for doing that in the in the short term but if we're going to use a low oxalate diet it's as short as possible whilst we're allowing time for an inflammatory situation in the digestive tract or a diabetic situation or poor sugar uh, handling situation mm. while that can be resolved um, 
and then we want to introduce those back and um you know actually get that person or that client or patient whatever you call them onto a more balanced approach with how they're eating Mm. This actually reminds me of when I met with uh, Professor Thomas, who was, uh, um, he is the oncologist of the year in UK. Right. Ja, Lina pratar om professor Robert Thomas, som ni kan lyssna på i avsnitt 133. And uh, it was very interesting because he told me that many cancer patients are told during their treatment mm. not to have fiber rich food right yeah uh, because it's hard for uh, for the d- digestive system to handle it during the treatment but he said this is so important to understand that i mean if you exclude fiber for example it's it's one of the worst thing you could do on a long term perspective for your health so this is actually uh, the same principle we're talking about Yeah. which is important to keep in mind. Yeah, I mean, there's, of course, there's pros and cons to every situation and we're trying to weigh that up at all times. Um, and of course, I think that practitioners or people that push a low oxalate diet, I, I don't think they're necessarily coming, you know, of course, they're not coming from a place of we want to cause you a long-term problem. Um, and it, And it's difficult to know of course we always need more research but just looking at the research now and groups that eat high oxalate diets seem to be very healthy overall and it and it seems to be this rather than it being a primary issue which would mean a uh, a low oxalate diet is needed so we've got this rather than this genetic condition We have these other situations which make sense in a Western lifestyle. We have you know, people who are overweight or obese. They have low-level uh, chronic inflammation. Um, they have problems with their digestive system and activated immune cells, increased lipopolysaccharides, you know, this hyperleaky gut. Um, And that basically, you know, that chain of events locks oxalate into tissues and it, it helps to form calcium oxalate stones. So mm. I think, again, it's just um, you know, a low oxalate diet is one tool that may help to relieve some pressure in the short term, but it's it's not a long term strategy. And If you can work through those issues without doing a low oxalate diet, then potentially even better because then you're not losing that family of bacteria, oxalobacter, from the digestive environment that then you know, will affect things further because then that you know they help to turn that transporter on that removes mm. oxalates out. Mm. So then it's quite clear that um, in the long term, the cons for eliminating uh, oxalates are more than the pros. But how could one of our listeners know if they have a problem with oxalates? There's a couple of different ways. You could do trial and error. That's mm. yeah, quite 
quite basic but good you could eliminate oxalates and if things improve then you can say well okay obviously i may have a problem here with oxalates now it, it might be that there's another reason why you've improved but if we take that on face value that that could be one way uh, mm. if you have borderline high blood sugar so if you're pre-diabetic or you are um, type 2 diabetic and have poor blood sugar handling then definitely a group that in the short term is going to have problems with oxalates until of course the diabetes can be brought under better control mm. then if you have hyper leaky so hyperpermeable gut and you have an inflammatory situation in the gut like inflammatory bowel disease then mm. also there may be some um you know some like say some benefits to a low oxalate diet because that can cause those conditions can cause problems with oxalates and then we can assess patients so we can use a urine test and look at the level of oxalate excretion and we can do a stool test to look at the levels of this family of bacteria, this oxalobacter, that helps to remove oxalates. So we can also look at it from that way, um, directly through measurement via the, um, by the laboratory testing. Mm. So why might it be bad to remove oxalate foods long term? High oxalate foods are basically foods that promote longevity. Um, they contain things like nitric oxide precursors, which can help to maintain a healthy blood pressure level. Um, they also have things like betaine and methyl donors. So these are important for a process called methylation, which helps to if you like, regulate our DNA and you know, repair it. And then foods that contain oxalates, they, they also have a lot of nutrients that reduce inflammation and also help with or contain a, a substance um, that helps this thing called NAD+, which is an important molecule for our mitochondria that create our energy and are involved with our immune response and linked with longevity as well. So if you're doing a long-term low oxalate diet, there's possible implications that you are going to be missing these nutrients that may contribute to an earlier development of cardiovascular disease maybe less able to repair dna and you're going to get more dna damage of course this is not good from a cancer risk perspective and then we have these other areas which i talked a lot about in uh, various um, blogs for food pharmacy like decreased stem cell pools and therefore reduced regenerative potential and poorer cell maintenance um, so overall, it can affect things like cellular energy, impaired autophagy. There might be increased cellular senescence. So these are zombie-like um, cells that are in this state that, again, encourages inflammation. So it may be that 
again, just doing a long-term oxalate damage may overall increase or cause cellular damage and inflammation. I'm talking there that there's an accelerated aging process going on. Um, now, I can't, I can't say that, okay, this is definitely the case and it's going to contribute to all those things um, because, of course, there's many more variables involved. But we do think that, of course, a like nutrient um, or a, a change in diet that affects nutrient levels can affect the rate at which we biologically age and it's possible that a low oxalate uh, diet may contribute to a faster rate of aging over the long term. Oh, and longevity is something we all want, don't we? Well, exactly. Yeah, we do. Uh, Uh, That's something we share, even though how we live and how we live our life, we all, I think, want longevity. Well, I think it's just really, you know, I can't think of anything worse than you know, losing my mind over the last, you know, 20 years. So getting dementia and, you know, just not being able to enjoy those, those, those last sort of 20 or 30 years. Um, and I think that's what the centenarians they have. They have this like superpower to be able to go you know, an extra 20 years or so without chronic disease. But actually when mm. centenarians do get chronic disease, it affects them as quickly and as rapidly as it does, you know, us who are not blessed enough to be in that you know, genetic crowd. So, um, mm. so of course, yeah, I mean, certainly for myself and for a lot of patients at Nordic Clinic, I mean, the goal is successful aging and longevity to be able to do the things they want to do, you know, late into their eighties or nineties and, um, yeah, hopefully reach the centenarian mark. So, Mm. that's uh that's my goal i i, I think it was yeah so uh thank you so much graham i hope that all our listeners became a little bit wiser when it comes to if they should eliminate their oxalate food or not i will certainly not do it and um, i'm looking forward to hear your feedback on this So thank you so much. You're very welcome. Mm. Du har lyssnat på Food Pharmacy-podden med Lina Nertsby och Mia Klase. Och idag även med Graham Jones. Ja, jag heter Sebastian Ring och står för ja, försnack tydligen. Och musik och lite redigering och sånt. Vill du ha mer av Food Pharmacy så är det ju väldigt lätt att hitta oss på foodpharmacy.se och på Instagram under namnet food underscore pharmacy. Tack för att just du har lyssnat. Hej! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.